Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risks. This is your host, Tony Cañas, and I have a special episode today with Zara Muniz. Uh, and actually, I've never, I don't remember if I've asked you how to, how to say your last name. Did I get it right, Muniz, or is it Muniz? Or Muniz? Um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, it's my husband's name. Oh. <laughs> so, oh it's, okay. Well, you know, it's my married name. Oh, okay, so okay, he, okay. he taught me by saying my knees and then Muniz. Muniz, you know, okay. like my knees, but then people just start calling me my knees. Muniz. Okay, right. that, that's, that's fair. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Okay, perfect. So, 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 Sarah um, is a longtime insurance agent, and we connected a few years ago, and uh, I can't remember how we originally co co connected, uh, but, but. I know that we had a conversation going for, for, for a good while. And, and eventually you called me and basically said, Hey, I want to write a book about women in insurance. Will you guys publish it? And, and my answer immediately was yes. I, I think this is a super <laughs> important topic. Uh, and, and yes, we will absolutely publish it. Uh, and, and, and this was before the pandemic. This was a good, uh, I don't know, three to four years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that you started th this process and and and, and then uh but it, it it took a while to 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 get everything in place you had changes on your side and and finally end of last year it kind of brought it together so 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 so, so sarah um why write a book about, about, about women in, in insurance what what uh what motivated this Oh, um, so many things. So I basically, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and um, she, we've actually become really good friends throughout the, the last few years. We were kind of acquaintance friends, like just getting to know each other. And um, she's the kind of person that she's like, hey, tell me your story. How'd you fall into insurance? How has it been for you the last 20 years? And so I told her my story and her response was, wow, you have a really interesting story. You should write a book. And of course, my response is, no, no one would read my book. Like, why would I write a book? Yeah, um, I was like, plus I can't. And she's like, well, why can't you? And I told, and um, basically I told her because one of the employers I worked with told me if I ever shared what happened in his office, he would have me blacklisted in the industry and I would never be able to find a job again. That's my response to her. And her response was, who is this guy? Why does he have so much control over you? And, um, and who does he know? Like, is he huge in the insurance industry? Who does he know that he could have you blacklisted? And she was upset with him, not with me. And um, I basically like, it's, I sat with that and I was like, well, I mean, he's just a small agency owner, but he's a man and usually other men listen to men. And if he's telling people that I'm unemployable, then I won't be able to find a job. Um, but then after we hung up the phone, it just, it sat with me and it just bothered me the entire evening. I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning because he literally, they never tell you when you take a leap of faith about the falling flat on the ground. You know, everyone's like, take your leap of faith. Everything's going to be great. Take a new, 
opportunity. What's the worst that can happen? They don't tell you that you fall on your face and break your nose, which is essentially how he made me feel. He broke my confidence, this person. And I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to allow him and his breaking me to keep me broken. And if I can share my story and it can impact and help other women, then I'm going to do it and, and hope for the best, <laughs> essentially. Um, that was when I sent you the message that morning and was like, hey, I got this idea for a book. And essentially, it led me to you. Um, there are so many times when women are, you know, told to be quiet in a meeting, told that their opinions don't matter, told that, um, you know, you're just, you're just here to take notes. Um, I've been in many of those situations. And there's a lot of times where you can't, you literally can't speak up without re repercussions, without getting in trouble. And so I wanted to write this book for all these women that we all tell our, we all share our stories with each other, but we're not able to share them with the world. And I wanted to shed light that the problem is still happening, still in, I mean, I started this journey in 2019 and I actually added things along the way from 2020. <laughs> so I've had a quite a few years and I think that the journey was perfect in 2020 because it was a really tough year. I had um, a couple different employers and those the employers gave me good new stories to share. Um, I also wanted to be able to help other women share their stories and give different perspectives from different parts of the industry. And so I was able to, to connect with um, several other women, um, different age groups, different parts of the insurance industry and, and see what their stories were. Um, and some of them were similar to my stories, a lot of them, but a lot, some of them were, I had a very supportive um, system in place and I was able to excel. And so I have success stories sharing, this is what could happen if the right systems are in place. And then I have the falling on your face stories <laughs> like mine, or the I'm hitting glass ceilings and I don't, I can't figure out why, or I mean, with me, I had a lot of people tell me it was me. It wasn't like, they're like, oh, you keep having this problem with several employers. It's not the employer, it's you. You're the common denominator, you're the problem. And it was kind of like frustrating until I talked to other women. They're like, oh no, that happens to me too. So you feel alone until you're talking to other people. And then um, sometimes people will be like, oh, that's just an isolated event. It's just you and those two or three people. Um, so I wanted to shed light on it's not isolated. It's not just me. It's not just, you know, a, a small percentage of women facing these challenges. It's, I mean, it's the majority, honestly. And then um, I think it's harder for another gender to really put them like really, really put their, the other person's shoes on. Like it's hard for a man to wear my shoes. It's hard for me to even wear their shoes. So, and it's hard to like see past what you know. So that was, that was the other thing is I just want to, I want to shed light in a respectful, honest way to hopefully, you know, open up the door of opportunities and um, I, hoping that 
it attract like things start changing for the better. And maybe by the time my daughter graduates college, because she was she was part two of my motivation. I wanted I want to do what I can to change the world for the better. Um, so that we don't have a lack of talent. Instead, we have all this talent that's already here that we can we can just foster and then attract. I mean, the next generation will see that and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I want to work in the insurance industry. It's really cool. But she, me and you know that no one says the insurance industry is cool. <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> let's it change is. that. It's a great career. <laughs> Absolutely great, great career. We're awful at recruiting for it. Okay. Um, and when, when, when you first reached out, so, so we, our insurance journeys have been very, very different, right? I, 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 I'm a guy, uh, although not a white guy, like, like a Latino guy. Uh, and uh, my career has been entirely on, on the carrier side. Uh, so, so by the time I started my, my career, 2009, uh, in, in, in uh, very well ran carriers in, in, in the Midwest. And, and generally carriers are much larger companies that, than, mm -hmm. than agencies, especially local agencies, right? So, so I started Farm Bureau, uh, which had a couple thousand of employees. Uh, it's a small carrier. And then I went to Nationwide that, that had, I don't know, 30,000 employees at the time, a, a very large carrier. So my experience in those places was generally very good. And those places have massive HR teams that, that do a rather good job. Uh, they, they still have a, a they, in the overall industry, including the carrier side, we, 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 we still have the, uh, right, not quite equal representations. And, and the higher up you go in the leadership, that's, that, that's very visibly true, right? Mm -hmm. at, at, at many places, uh, the, the, the head of HR is, is a woman, but every other C-level person is, is male or, or something close to that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and so, so that part I was aware of. Uh, but but when, I, when I first heard, heard parts of, of your story, it, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's, it's hard to believe, right? It's, 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 and I struggled with, with, yes, if this happens, we definitely need to shine a light on it. We definitely need to, to improve it. Uh, and and, and I, I can see how it could happen because we are a very conservative industry, a very old-fashioned industry. Uh, and the, on the agency side, uh, there are many small agencies that have been around for a long, for a long time. So they're, they're, they're small businesses that don't have an HR department, right? And especially a small agency in, in, in more conservative parts of the country like Texas, where you've had your career. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I can definitely imagine that 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 uh, it still feels like the seventies, right? And even though it's the early two thousands or now, you know, the the twenty twenties. Uh, and and then uh, while you were working on on, on the book, uh, I, uh, I I listened to to Meg McKean's podcast specifically about women and insurance, and and. Uh, uh, heard other people's stories and I encourage you to to go out and find other people's stories because I, I thought that that it would be too you very early on you you, you told me the the the, the idea of the, of the book is that not only women will, will see that they're not alone that 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 this happens to to other women uh and and that they're not 
you know, a complete outlier for, for this is not their fault, right? Understanding that you're not alone helps you understand that it's not your fault. That uh, it's the system that, that, that has problems. Uh, and, and number two, that, that you wanted the, the book to, to be good enough that, that, that some of the men uh, would have their eyes opened to what it's like on the other side, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And, and so, so, so I thought, I, I worried originally the, the, if, if we only go with your story, uh, th- then like it can too easily be sweeped under the rug as, as oh, like this one person had really bad luck. Like you, like you said, the common denominator is, is Sarah. Uh, so so maybe, maybe it was just her. Uh, but if we can get other people's stories, um, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, that then it, it it makes it more clear that that it is a systematic problem, mm-hmm. uh, and and I I, uh, I thought that what we would end up with was a bunch of of negative stories, uh, but that proved the point that there's that 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 the problem is bigger than just Texas or bigger than just, bigger than just Sarah. Uh, so I, I like that, that that you ended up with with both positive and negative stories because like you said yeah the, the, the positive stories create a contrast to how, uh, and, and, and to, to be honest, like we shouldn't have to prove that women can succeed in insurance, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that we are showing that women can succeed in insurance, right? Like, like it's 2022, come on people, like, like women are succeeding in every other industry. Of course, some of them are succeeding here in insurance. Of course, like they can, but, I, but I'm, I'm glad that, that, that we are shedding a light on, on on, or, or rather that you are like, like I'll be honest I, I had very little to do I, I uh, after the first few months I handed it over to 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 my insurance nurse partner Carly and and, and we got Taryn uh, involved on 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 the editing piece uh, and and the three of you and all the people all the other people that that collaborated with by being interviewed and allowing their stories to be shared uh, created this thing like uh, so so I do think that it it, it, it it's it, it opens a conversation that Meg's been opening in her podcast and, and uh, other uh, sources that have focused on women and insurance. I, I do think it's a very important conversation. Uh, Absolutely. And I hope I, that it's the beginning of, the, of, 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 of that conversation. And I hope that, that, that your book can, 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 can be part of, the, of, 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 that, of that process. Um, so so now, now now it's we're recording, you know, I, I think a week after it officially went live. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what has it it been like since since it went live? Uh, it's been really exciting because, um, as you know, and I did not know until I started the process that that um, writing a book it's not really the writing part that takes so long. It's the editing and getting everything the way it needs to be. Um, I think I've rewritten the book about 10 or 15 times. I have 10 or 15 different versions. Um, Taryn is absolutely amazing, um, the editor that you guys put me with, because she really, me and her were just able to see eye to eye, and she's really was able to challenge me. And, you know, there's a couple times where I'm like, I, I would put one or two sentences in about a subject and she's like, either you got to take the two sentences out or you got to write a chapter because it's bigger than two sentences. And um, so we added more chapters and just 
she's she's just been amazing and she's had some similar experiences as well to where she could relate and um and it's been really great to to work with her but um so far it the rallying and the excitement around the book has been for well the excitement started with me i was just super excited when he told me it went live so i kind of went nuts telling everyone about it but the people that are reaching out to me um, from LinkedIn and um, a lot of people that I haven't ever talked with before, they're just like, oh my gosh, like hmm. you have no idea how many times I wanted to write something like this. I just wasn't sure if I could, or I wasn't sure if anyone would read it. And I'm so glad someone's doing it. And um, you don't know how much this means to me. And I, I think this is a great time to, to plug uh, Ensure Equality. Uh, yes. Elisa's stamp stamps effort ensure equality mm -hmm. uh, that just started last year, and and she is um, as one of the different things that that they're doing is collecting people's stories. So so yes. so I so so hey listeners, if, if you read the book and, and and that's exactly how you feel the the the. I didn't know I could tell my story. Thank you, Sarah, for opening the door to telling my story. Uh, yes, message Sarah. Let her know that 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 that, uh, and then submit your story to to ensure equality. I think that that's where 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 we can really uh, uh, make the most out of, out, out of those people that that now feel a little more free to to tell their story. Mm -hmm. uh, so so. So I, I think that's fantastic that, that people are reaching out to, 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 to say that. And again, it's, it's a problem that, that, that is rather invisible to those of us who haven't lived it. And especially mm -hmm. the, the, right, the, the, those of us who, who, who are men, it's, it's because we've never had uh, the, the kind of, and, and it, it seems unbelievable, right? right. So, so it's much easier to, 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 to realize that the, 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 the problem exists when, when it's when it's multiple people from different sides of the industry from different geographic locations yes. uh, that have had experiences that that maybe are not the exact same but that, that definitely rhyme with it, with each other uh, mm -hmm. and and that the, 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 we just don't ever face and 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 and, and experiences like that tend to happen uh, in 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 small rooms what I, what I mean by that is is the 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 agent that that that, uh, that threatened you with being blacklisted for, for, for from the industry right he probably wouldn't say that in front of a crowd uh mm -hmm. so so yes it's 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 very easy to 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 feel that that uh that that, that this only happens to me right and and and, and that that i i must be doing something so, so it's it's easy to 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 feel that that this happens to me and it's it's not a common problem, right? Because they tend to happen in in before, behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so anything we can do to shine, shine a light on issues like that uh, only helps the industry get get to get to 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 a a better place where we're a better place to work for for all. And and especially like our industry has such a weird setup where half of the industry works in small local companies 
you know, with no HR department or, or very small, mm -hmm. very old fashioned HR departments. Mm -hmm. And it's harder Absolutely. To, to, to prevent yeah. those issues. It is. Yeah. And I um, recently actually worked in a large, like I thought that part of the problem was the smaller agencies for me. And then I worked in some larger ones and I, the problem was actually worse. I don't know if it's Texas or not. <laughs> the problem was worse in the larger agency. I, you know, I, it was rough. Um, I, I tend to think that, that, that yes, Texas is part of it. And it's not just Texas. I, I'm imagining that, 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 that I'm guessing that the same thing would happen in Wyoming and Idaho and right in, in, in areas of the country that, that are less progressive mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to 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 employment when it when it comes to women in the industry right right the the, yeah. the, the same areas where when 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 surveyed uh, a higher percentage of people feel that women belong at home watching the kids and, and shouldn't be working, uh, right? Like logic leads me to believe that in those places, this kind of stuff happens a lot more often. Mm -hmm. I don't know, right? I, I, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, um, I actually talked to, and I was surprised because I thought, you know, even when I was first starting the journey, I was like, surely it's not just happening in Texas, but maybe I'm just in the wrong area. Um, but then I started talking to, I met um, a few people that are in other states, more northern states, and they had, they also had similar stories. Uh, maybe not exactly similar to mine, but um, stuff where it was more like they were told to act like a man in order to move up, or they were told don't have kids that will oh. slow down your career. Interesting, interesting. So, 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 so let me see if I understand correctly. So, you, so you found, a the type of challenges they faced was different while while in the south you 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 were seeing complete rejection of advancement because of being a woman uh in in the north they were more openly being told to behave like a man in order to advance um you know i didn't even think about it that way but i think I think you're on to something because I think that's true. Um, that, that's very the few I, I, people I did, I did talk to up there. That was kind of like the, the feedback they were getting, like, you know, don't mess up your career by having kids. It's going to, it's going to slow you down. And I even, I mean, I even fell under that. I had kids young. I got married young. And, and this book is not an academic book, right? That this, this is, mm -hmm. so we're not saying that they, like we did some research and found that it's more common to happen that way geographically, just anecdotally. But one thing that 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 there is clear research on is the the motherhood motherhood penalty. So yes. so a, a significant part of of the of the pay gap between men and women, uh, it seems to be according to more academic research. Uh, mm -hmm. a motherhood penalty like, like it, it's it's yeah. mothers who who especially the mothers that, that step out of the workforce for for a few years are are the ones that really have a hard like really their salary gets held back significantly compared to to their male counterparts and even compared to, to the women that don't have kids mm -hmm. uh, 
so it appears to be a motherhood pe uh, penalty, uh, like a big part of it. Uh, so, yeah. so, so you're you're seeing that reflected in. in, in oh yeah, in, I'm seeing that all over. Like it doesn't matter what woman I talk to, and a lot of them, like I, I was, I fell under the trap of feeling very jealous of people who didn't have kids, because I was seeing them travel the world and have huge careers and doing all the things that I wanted to do in my career and move up more progressively, but they also didn't get married at 21. They also didn't have kids at 26. Uh, maybe they started having kids at 40. And so they were, they were able to get their career off and really, you know, getting going well, and then they could have kids and it didn't really block them as much as a girl, you know, I mean, let's face it, 21 year old's a girl. Um, I was a girl that started in the insurance industry and didn't know what I was doing and um, trying to figure it out and get it and married young and having kids young. I, it's going to be a slower process for me, but it didn't have to be. I didn't feel like I had the motivation. I had the drive and really just taking six weeks, like even just women who takes take just their maternity leave off the six weeks or the 12 weeks. Even there, usually just getting pregnant penalizes you. Um, or, you know, a lot of times women are the caretakers in the family. They're the ones to, they're expected, like if a family member gets sick, you're going to go and take care of your mom. But a lot of times, for whatever reason, men aren't expected to do that. Or even a lot of times companies don't allow them to. But if, a, but kind of like, I don't know, like it's just the way the genders are seen, you know, where, okay, you're a woman, so you're going to go take care of people, but then we can't pay you what you deserve because you may take off to take care of someone. Or you, maybe you're not even planning on getting pregnant. Maybe you're just of the age that could get pregnant. So they're like, let's just keep an eye on this one before we really see if we want to help them move forward. Because what if they want to have a baby? It's going to take away from their what they're doing to us are doing for us. Um, and, and men actually like on my research, it's the exact opposite when they have, when they're, they don't have a baby. I'll, I'll correct that. Women have the babies, but <laughs> when men, um, you know, their, their spouses or their significant others are having babies, they, so a lot of times I'll be like, Hey, I, I bet you need more money. I bet you need to to help provide for your family. Like it's almost it's, the, yeah, it's the, a pat the, on the back. The the, the perception, the the, the perception, yes. uh, the traditional perception in the business community is, is definitely uh, the 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 married man with with kids uh, is is more mature, uh, and 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 because of those financial pressures. Uh, is going to be a more reliable worker, right? Is, is, mm -hmm. is going to be willing to travel or to put in the extra hours or whatever be, because they have to. Uh, and, and, and the perception uh, is, is, is that, that once they have kids with women, it's, it's the opposite, right? That, 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 that they're pulled away from work. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I mean, we, we saw it clearly dur during the pandemic where, where a lot more professional women left uh, uh, the, the employment world than men, 
uh, right, with, 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 with the added burden of, of uh, kids being at home from school, or I've read 10,000 articles uh, about, about how even the, the, the back and forth where, where the kids are, are, are back in school in person, but when, when there's a, uh, an, an exposure, the school shuts down for two or three weeks oh, yeah. and they're home. And, and, and that, that yo-yo effect, uh, somebody ha has to, right? Even, even if, if, if you're lucky enough that both parents are, are white collar workers working from home, uh, somebody has, has to be minding the kids and, and uh, that burden uh, fell on women more, more uh, than, than it fell on men. And it, like, it's well-documented, right? Like we're, we're not trying to prove that in your, in your book, but, but oh, no, yeah. like it's, it's been clearly seen in the last couple of years and, and it's, it, yeah. So, so, so yeah, what, what you're saying is that I have absolutely uh, being, like happening out there and being well documented by, by the media and by, by the actually academic studies. Uh, yeah. and, and it's, it's not good for the economy. It's not, it's not good for, no. for, for the overall economy to, to, to have half of the, of the workforce be significantly penalized. The other thing you made me think of is, is, uh, paternity leave, right. Uh, uh in, in our industry and in, in mm -hmm. most companies, uh, paternity leave, if it exists, is, is not, the mm -hmm. same as maternity leave and and mm -hmm. uh i uh looking at, at at some of the european countries that have much stronger protections for 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 parents there's a tendency to 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 have paternity leave be equally long to maternity leave or there's other ways to encourage men to take their paternity leave uh, and the, the, what, the, what they have found, the, 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 the reasoning behind it is that if, if, if men end up taking the same amount of time as women, they're more likely to get used to, 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 to doing their fair share, right? They're more likely to, 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 to get used to, to uh, not assume that their partners are, 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 are the ones that, that, that are the main caretakers of the, of the, of the kids, right? Uh, right. So, so, so it creates a better environment for women to, to, to be able to more fully participate in, in the workforce. We're a little behind in the States com compared to that. Um, yes. So yeah, so, yeah it, 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 it makes sense. It, 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 it absolutely makes sense. Um, so um, in the book, do, do you, do you do you propose solutions for, for the issue or, or basically just shining a light and, 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 and saying uh, we're missing out on a significant amount of great talent uh, and look at how the companies that have done it well have ended up with, with, with great female leaders. Um, so I wanted to approach it and I ended up approaching it with the let's show the problem, but let's show the solution. And it, it progressively, the book kind of, I feel like you have to see that there's a problem, you know, that there is a gap somewhere and it's a real issue. And then see the reasons why, like what's happened, not just in our industry, it's really, honestly, society, some of the problems too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, our industry is a little um, more conservative than most. 
but yeah, but ours is ours ours is every industry is behind on um, female and male equality and race and ethnic like every industry is behind where they should be. We're just further behind. <laughs> We're further behind the other industries um, with them trying with them getting to a more even playing field. Um, and it, uh, so I wanted to kind of, the, the problem that I kept hearing um, at like conference after conference after conference, because there was a year that I was going to bunches of conferences and a lot of them were insure tech conferences. And a lot of them were about a solution for the lack of talent in our industry. Like, how do we solve this problem? Do we get virtual assistance? You know, do we outsource from other places? Like, how are people going to retire when we don't have enough industry? I mean, you're in you're in the talent attracting mm, yeah. business too, and um, I just kept thinking, well, gosh, like I know so many talented women in our industry that are stuck as CSRs, like they can't move past that, or they're stuck as some kind of like support staff, or maybe more, maybe they're like me where they're really good at sales, but they can't ever get past that sales level. Um, so they hit that wall, but they, maybe they want more that, you know, it just, so I was seeing that I was like, why well, there's so many women that if they moved up, then they could pull up the next generation of women. And, and if the guys were willing to mentor and be allies and really see that this benefits them, this benefits their bottom line, well, then you don't have to go out for a search for talent. Your talent is there. Like you have it there. So my approach was let's, let's show the problem. Let's show what the problem has created, um, which is the lack of talent that has been perceived. Let me show you how to find that talent. Um, and then, um, and then how to foster it and give that talent what they need in order to succeed so that you can have a thriving company and our industry can, can thrive and really be seen as a progressive type industry instead of the reverse. And I know that takes time. I know it's not something that happens overnight, but I feel like one agency owner that reads the book and the book um, speaks to them somehow. And they think, you know, I didn't realize that I was, that these barriers were there. Maybe I can just remove a few, or maybe I, I see this in a different way. I can actually talk to the women in my office without not thinking their opinions matter. Like, I think, I think that it's not, some of it's on purpose, but I think some of it's not on purpose. I think some of it is unawareness. I, I, yes, I, I, I would agree with that completely. Uh, and uh, well, well, there are radical cases. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think those radical cases tend to be uh, generational, uh, mm -hmm. and and as and, and that doesn't mean that every seventy-eight year old uh, agency owner is is uh, uh, you know thinks it's still nineteen fifty. Uh, mm -hmm. No, but but they're more likely to, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I've definitely run in, in, into. I mean, my 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 friend. Uh, uh, and, 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 and mentor, uh, I'm so bad with names, my God, uh, in, 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 in Iowa that passed away la last year. Um, he was in his 80s. He was still in the agency in, in his 80s. 
and great oh, example okay. of, of, of somebody whose, whose reputation was a great great person to work for and and incredibly forward looking so it, it's it's not uh every uh ted lucen mm -mm. it was saying. Mm -mm. uh, uh it, it's 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 uh it, it's not that it's only a generational issue but but yes people from Ted's generation and, and people from the older edge of the, of, of the boomer generation uh that's the world they grew up in and mm -hmm. they had to they had to do a lot of of changing and growing and keeping up with the times to 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 move on from that so so i so i think that as many of those retire uh right. the, the next generation uh running agencies even if they're still uh even, even if they're if they're still you know 80 percent men or 70 percent men or, or or whatever i'm really hopeful that they will be much more uh, much better at this and i'm really hopeful that that yeah. that reading a, bo a book like, like like yours will, will um uh, help them realize right. the mistakes of their predecessors and and and, and improve things so right. so yeah i i think it, it's a long process and and I, and i think that it has to be approached from, from many different different sites and, and i'm glad that that you've added a, a uh you know another piece to to this effort that, that that's gonna uh, take us a long time as an industry and and, and i think i think we're well into it I think it's just slower on the agency side because there's so many small agencies, right? Yeah. Uh, and especially as, as like, like, yeah, especially small town agencies. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, the agency side by far is the worst side for sure. Um, and the problem is, is that a lot of the older generation with the bad habits that aren't going to change, they mentored and trained the next generation that's running the agency to, and then, you know, maybe the, those people could have come in thinking, I'm going to do things differently. I'm not going to, you know, um, have that same mindset, but then they're taught to, they're, they're basically molded to think like them. And so we got to kind of, we got to kind of un, unwire, like, you know, your brain's wired a certain way, kind of like start doing a little bit of unwiring. Um, but also, um, I, I interviewed a few people with large companies, like, like, um, you know, I don't want to say the names, but large companies and they didn't, they're, like I said, their, their challenges were different, but some of them were like, they would reach that lower management position, couldn't get past the lower management, mm -hmm. but they would be asked to train the guys coming in. So that was like a common thing that I kept seeing is, hey, we just hired this guy. You're the best at what you do. I need you to train him so that he can be your manager. Like, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hope that, that at the very least, it's usually like, I hope that it's not phrased that way. No, it, uh, it's, it is. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not doubting that, that, that it happens. It's definitely, like, we definitely have a glass ceiling. Um, uh, but but i i am hoping that 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 it's not quite that explicit in most cases um, yeah but it, it is mean, interesting in my case yeah in my case it was said to me that way and i had another good friend that it was said to her that way um and she she was with a big um excess and surplus company 
um, like a national company. And um, I mean, they basically told her, this is, I need you to train him. You're the best at what you do so that he can be your boss. Okay. And then she kept doing it over and over and over again. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so as you say, I work on the, on the talent side of the industry. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're recording in tw- early 2022. Uh, we went through COVID. The, the, the industry, interestingly, employed more people by the end of 2020 than at the beginning of 2020. So we held through the recession really, really well. And in 2021, the second half of 2021 became a hiring frenzy in our industry and largely remote. Mm-hmm. So now the agency space, less so, the carrier space, more so. To the listeners, if you are an experienced insurance professional and you either are hitting the glass ceiling or you're being told to train a guy to 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 be your manager later on or you think that's what's happening even if it's, you're not being told that directly please know there is a ton of work in this industry <laughs> uh especially if you've been in the same company for a, for a long time uh you can probably get a big raise not even have to move uh and move to to a company that 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 is more uh more enlightened uh, and teach them the freaking lesson by doing mm-hmm. that, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. like I, I think, I, I think that a lot of people are loyal uh, to who, mm-hmm. to the employers they're with, and, and and yes, that that's good, but there should be a limit to lo- to loyalty, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. employer gave you an opportunity, uh, and clearly you've paid them back by, hey, you're the best at at this particular thing, right? Uh, so you've done your part. You, this is not mm-hmm. uh, lifetime employment. This, this is right, right, the, the, you didn't sign a lifetime contract. In fact, we are all at will employees in this country. Uh, it is not disloyal to move on to a place with a better culture fit. And the more that you Correct. do that, the, the more that 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 great performing uh, women who are the backbone of their departments make moves and and when they leave they make it clear uh i loved it here but i could not live with uh with with having to to train somebody to be my boss uh and the only difference right that my performance is the best in the department you told me that specifically but i'm not being able to, to to move forward apparently because i'm not a man like i am simply not gonna put up with that and the reason i'm leaving and the, the, don't don't say that until you've accepted the other job <laughs> and say it very politely like in the exit interview like like mm-hmm. the reason i'm leaving is don't don't go shout it on social media uh like t- tell them internally very politely that, that, that the reason you left and over time this should bring change uh so, so yeah, it's, 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 it's a topic that's very, it's very close to my heart. Uh, and, and thank you for, for shining a light on it. Uh, and, and for, for spending years uh, working on, 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 on getting this thing to, to, to the point where, where we could put it out into the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Awesome. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. The book is available on Amazon uh, or check it out on undiscoveredvoicesinsurance.com. 
there's some of the early reviews are already there. We'll keep posting them as they, as they come in. Uh, since it just came out, if, if you read it and, and, and it did something for you, uh, send us a review, send it direct to Sarah, send it to me. Uh, we'll put it on, on the website. It'll help other people find it. And also leave, one, leave it on Amazon too, because we can't do that for you. Uh, and that also helps people to, to discover the book who are maybe not part of our networks yet. Uh, so thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome.